0: that we just ask right now lord god that you fill my mouth with your words not my words lord that i would encourage exhort lift up lord god that your words would be effective that they would minister hallelujah to your people we thank you right now for your blessings and for your grace and we give you the praise and the glory in jesus name amen turn to your neighbor say new season Amen. You may be seated in Jesus' name. Amen. New season. Amen. Hallelujah. You know, the seasons are one thing that we have no control over. They come and they go. But the one thing you know is that they won't last forever. When you're in the winter, you know that spring will be here. It may take a long time, but it's coming. And we have no control of the seasons. The writer of Ecclesiastes was saying that seasons just don't happen, though. Seasons are a part of life. Amen. And we're all going through some different seasons. There, There was a season when you were a child. And when you were five years old, it seemed like time moved so slowly. Can you remember? It seemed like forever to get through from one grade to the next. But then it started to speed up. And now if you're in my season, (laughs) it's kind of going very fast. It seems like the year just began and it's already halfway through. And the season just seems to be speeding up. Sometimes when we were a teenager, we wanted to be an adult. We just waited for the day when no one would tell us what to do. We thought not. (laughs) We thought we'd get to the stage where we could do what we want to do. But then we found out that that was a different season than we expected. There's still always something or circumstances telling us what to do. It's just a different season. And there are financial seasons we go, go through where we think, how are we going to make it? And then there are relationship seasons we go through, where it just seems like there's constant pain and heartache and suffering. And then there can be seasons of suffering that we go through, where we have some, some, some uh, medicine or some, some illness that also seems as if it has no end. But the Bible tells us, although we may not like it or see it, that there is a purpose to every season in Ecclesiastes 3 verse 1 it says to everything there is a season and a time to every purpose under heaven you know the season may not be good but god can still bring good from your season it's in the winter season that they do a lot of planting for the spring it seems nothing is growing but that's when the planting is happening that is when your actual growth is happening is in your winter season when things are hard when it looks cold when it seems very depressing but that's when the ground is starting to bury the 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 seeds that are going to come to fruition in the spring without the winter season there is no harvesting you realize that It was in the winter season that the Jews planted the barley that was going to be the crop in the spring. In 1 Kings chapter 19 and verse 2, we see that Elijah the prophet had just gone through a great season. He had just called down fire from heaven and God had done a, a great revival. It seemed that Israel was about to turn around from their idolatrous ways. And then overnight his season changed. It says, Then Jezebel sent a messenger unto Elijah, threatening him, saying, So let the gods do to me, and more also, if I make not thy life as the life of one of them by tomorrow this time. Sometimes the devil will send a messenger to try and change your season, to take away some victory, some blessing, some growth you just had, and you get some news that just wants to change your season to just such a threat, such a a depression that will come over you. And unfortunately, Elijah, the great prophet, let this infect him. He got so depressed, so distressed, and went into a season of despair. And I don't know about you, but I can empathize with Elijah. Sometimes I just want to go sit under the juniper tree and just say, Lord, take me. Sometimes we just want to go sit under the juniper tree and just give up and say, Lord, I've tried. They're not listening. It's not working. I don't know if you remember that old sitcom when that guy used to hold his heart and go like this. (laughs) Can't remember his name, but some of you know him. That's right. He used to to go like this. I do that a lot, but you just don't see it. (laughs) Sometimes we go through a season of despair and all we want to do is give up. It seems that God is a million miles from us. But what I want to tell you today is it's just a season. It's just a season. It will not last. It will pass. He found himself in this transition from victory. And that's when the devil wants to hit you. You've just come off the mountaintop. You've just had some great blessing, some just great deliverance. And just one phone call, just one little sentence can just change your outcome, change your demeanor, and put you into such depression. That's Satan's plan to change your season before time. He had just prayed and called down fire from heaven. God had answered him, delivered him, and made him look like the prophet that was the only prophet in Israel. It seemed that at that point Israel was about to turn around that they were going to acknowledge Jehovah. And then this little woman sends him a message threatening him. Satan will find a way to try and change your season from summer to winter. He'll want to jump over fall and go straight to the snow, straight to the cold. It was nothing that he hadn't dealt with before, but this time he just got so discouraged. He said, I've been a prophet all this time. I've preached all this time. I've been in this situation all this time. And now, Lord, I I just want to give up. He just wanted to go under the juniper tree and say, Lord, just, just take me. Now, many of you may have been there where you just go under the juniper tree and you just say, Lord, just take me. I'm giving up. But remember, this is just a season. In 1 Kings 19, 23, when he saw that he arose and he went for his life and came to Beersheba. Now, I don't know if those of you who were in the ladies' prayer breakfast, our speaker spoke about Beersheba. It was the well that um, Isaac digged after he had dug Rehoboth and she was making a very subtle point I don't know if many people caught it she said that the wells up until Rehoboth were corporate but the well of Beersheba is personal it's personal it's the well of oaths it's the well of covenant it's the well where you make the covenant with God and this is where he fled to at first he went back a day's journey into the wilderness and came and sat down upon the juniper tree and he requested for himself that he might die. You know, most of us, that's what we sometimes want. We, know we don't want to kill ourselves, but we'd like God to do it. You know, we think maybe that's a step too far, but Lord, if you do, it's okay. So just, just take me now, Lord. Just take me now. Anytime now will do. Get me out of my trouble. I don't know about you, but that's how sometimes I feel. But you're not alone. It's just a season. He went from a season of triumph to a season of despair. And many times when you look at nearly every single biblical character, they went through a similar season. You're not alone, you're not strange, you're not unique. There will be a season of winter, but remember, that's when the planting is occurring. That's when the depth is actually happening. That's when the growth is going to happen. That's when you will be able to reap a harvest in the spring and the summer first Peter chapter 4 verse 12 says think it not strange now you've all heard this scripture before but yet we all think it strange we always ask that three-letter question why <laughs> why is this happening to me why am I going through this Lord in Bible study, we talked about the praise and worship. And this month, our topic is praise and worship. And we've had such beautiful praise and worship. And one of the greatest examples of praise and worship in the Old Testament is David. And I talked about how the fact that he had been fasting and praying for his baby. And his baby died. And the most incredible thing in scripture, one of them, it says, he anointed himself, washed himself, washed himself. And he went to the temple and he worshipped. His baby just died. His life seemed to be going over the cliff, but he took a different turn. He said, I refuse to be in a season of despair and doubt and distress. I'm going to get into a season of worship. See, we think it's strange. I mean, we know the scripture, but yet when it happens, we, we ask that Three letter word. Why? Lord, why is this happening to me? Well, Peter is telling us, beloved, think it not strange concerning the fiery trials, which is to try you as though some strange things happened unto you. There will be seasons of trial. Anyone here not going through some trial? You know why? I know that's true because Jesus said, if you're going to follow me, you have to deny yourself and pick up your own cross can't pick up mine, I can't pick up yours, but everyone that's going to follow Christ is going to be by the cross. You're going to have to pick up your own cross. You're going to have to deny yourself. You're going to have to deny some of your feelings of distress, of doubt and fear, of depression. You're going to have to deny those things. You're going to have to carry that cross because the servant is not greater than the master. Amen. And if Jesus did it, we're going to have to do it too. See, sometimes there's a reason for the season. We say that about Christmas, right? There's a reason for the season. But the good thing I'm trying to tell you is the season is not forever. There is going to be a time when it becomes the spring. There's going to be a time when you go out and you suddenly realize, man, it's not cold anymore. You know, it's still 40 degrees and you see people going out with shorts. And, and as soon as the weather changes, they, 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 they go out in like almost nothing. And I'm going like, where are they from? I was born in Jamaica, so you're not going to see me doing that. (laughs) Amen. My blood is too thin. But I know that there is a season of spring coming. There is a season of deliverance coming in your life. Someone can say amen. Amen. Unless you don't believe, there is a season of deliverance. There is a season of victory that is coming. See, Elijah took this thing personally. That was his problem. He didn't realize that this is just normal. In the the life of a believer, there are going to be seasons of attack. There are going to be seasons when Satan comes after you and throws everything at you, the kitchen sink and everything. But the Bible says when you have done all to stand, stand. When you can't think of nothing else, when you've prayed, when you've fasted, when you've read your Bible, then just stand. Because the season is coming to an end. There will be a new season. There will be a change. Amen? We're coming into what should be summer. And it's only been this week that it's started to get warmer. I think in June, earlier on, it was still like in the 40s. There was rain. There was looks like Satan wanted to skip summer this year. But I know there is still that season coming. There is a season of warmth. There is a season of harvest. You may have gone through the winter and planted some seeds, been through some things, but remember, there is a season of harvest. In 1 Samuel chapter 8 and verse 7, Samuel went through a season. He had been anointed by God to be the prophet. And then the people rejected him. They said, you know, Samuel, you're you're a great prophet, but... We really want a king and you're just not cutting it as a king. You you wear all those Jedi robes and stuff and you just don't look like a king. We want a king. And the Lord had to comfort Samuel because he was a bit depressed about it. You mean all this time I've been serving Israel and doing all this preaching and, 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 and praying for, for people and they reject me. The Lord said to Samuel, listen unto the voice of the people in all that they say unto thee, for they have not rejected thee, but they have rejected me. You know, sometimes we go through a season of rejection where your best friend doesn't seem to be there for you, where the family that you thought was the closest isn't there for you, where maybe even your spouse isn't quite there for you. This is a cross you have to personally pick up. This is a season that you have to deal with yourself. Amen. In, in first, 2 Corinthians chapter 1, verse 8, Paul went through his season. And this is what gives me so much comfort. It's not that I like seeing people suffering, but I think if the great apostle Paul can have gone through his season, then what about me? What about you? He says this, for we would not, brethren, have you ignorant of our trouble. Sometimes we look at at, at people in the church like pastors and we think, oh, they got it so good. They don't have any problems. They don't have any issues. They don't have any crises. They don't have any doubts and fears. No, I'm human. I need your prayers. I need you to pray for me. I need you to lift me up in prayer. Paul was telling the Corinthian church, listen, I might be an apostle. I might have written most of the New Testament, but I have my seasons too. I would not have you ignorant of our trouble which came to us in Asia, that we were pressed out of measure. I don't know about you, but sometimes it feels like life is just pressing you out of measure, where it just seems that there is no way through, there is no hope. But remember, it's just a season. Satan wants to put us permanently in a season of despair, in a season of no hope. He goes on to say, we were pressed out of measure, above strength, inasmuch that we despaired, even of life. When I hear the Apostle Paul say that, then I understand that it can happen to anyone. It can happen to anyone. We can go through seasons of despair, but remember, it's coming to an end. Amen? The season will come to an end. There are many things we can't control. I don't start the seasons. I can't control the seasons. We, we think we know when the weatherman says, now it's spring and it's still like freezing And it doesn't get any warmer for several months. We know that we can't control that. But we do know. The Bible tells us that the season will come to an end. Amen. We don't have control. But we know who does. Amen. Amen. We know who does. The thing that we have to understand is to recognize the season. Recognize your season. If you don't realize it's winter and you go out there with some shorts on and no t-shirt, you may freeze to death. If you know winter is coming, you have to do like the squirrels. What do you do when you see the winter coming? They start collecting stuff. They start preparing. If you see the winter coming, you start to pray. You start to seek God. You start to prepare for that season that's coming to attack your life. We have to get up mentally and we have to arise just like the angel told Elijah. Hey, Elijah, this is not what God wants for you. Get up. Get up. The season isn't finished. I have a new work for you to do, a new place for you to go. A new season is coming. And that's what God wants us to know. Our season that we're in of crisis and depression is not going to last forever. Amen. In 1 Kings 19.5, the angel came and it said, And as he lay and slept under a juniper tree, behold, an angel touched him and said, Get up. Sometimes God has to tell us, get up, because we just lay there saying, Lord, take me. I can't take it anymore. And He's saying, get up. Stop the pity party. The season's about to change. I have some blessings for you, I have some words for you, I have some deliverance for you, I have some healing for you. But you got to get up. You got to get up. You can't stand at this juniper tree. You got to get up. If your season can be changed, God is the one who can change it. He told Elijah, I want you to go down to this mountain where I first spoke to Moses. Now, the the interesting thing about this is, if you look at the scripture, it only took him a little while to get there. How long did it take Israel to get there? Think about that. Think about that. When God changes your season, he can really change it. In the Old Testament... Israel was being surrounded. They had been a siege for three and a half years. They were down to eating horses and all kinds of critters and even babies. And the prophet said, tomorrow you'll have so much food, you won't know what to do with it. And people could not believe it. That's how fast God can come in and change your season. In Sunday school, I likened it to how you have an ink drop. When you drop a a drop of ink into water, it starts in the middle and it spreads out. Most of us want the change to come from the outside in, but it has to start with us. When we start to understand that God wants to change our season, then we'll start to worship. We'll start to praise him. We'll start to thank him. We'll start to shout. The change of season has to begin with us, with our attitude with our thinking, with our mode of operation. See, he was just sitting there, Lord, just kill me, I'm, I'm tired, I give up. And the angel said, get up, get up. I've got some stuff for you. There's a new season coming. See, the maker of springtime and harvest can change your season. He's the one that stopped the sun in the valley of Agilon. Can you imagine that? Joshua said, listen, God, I want you to do us a favor. We don't have enough time to catch our enemies. God said, no problem. I'll just suspend the season a little bit longer. Do you understand God can change your season? He can give you a new season. He can give you a brand new outlook. He can make a harvest where there was nothing sowed. Sometimes we are so hard on ourselves that we don't understand the season that we're in. And if we're not expecting the season, we don't dress accordingly. you ever been out and then realized that the forecast was rain? <laughs> and you just wore a t-shirt and it's poor. You know what? You didn't recognize the season. If you know it's going to rain, usually you bring something with you. You bring an umbrella. You prepare for the season. You see, when we are understanding of the season that we're in, we'll be ready Tell your your neighbor, "It's it's a new season. It's a new season. God has said that the seasons are not going to be fixed. In Isaiah chapter 60, starting at verse 18, he speaks about the end of the old seasons. He says, violence shall no more be heard in the land, wasting nor destruction within thy borders, but thou shalt call thy walls salvation, thy gates praise. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. The sun shall be no more thy light by day. Neither for brightness shall the moon give light unto thee. Who's going to be our season? But the Lord shall be unto thee an everlasting light and and God thy glory. When God finally stops the season, it's because he's taken over. Amen. When that new season comes, he is going to be our light. The Bible says in the new Jerusalem, there won't be no more sun because the lamb is the light thereof. There can't be any wickedness in the light of the lamb. There can't be any depression in the light of the lamb. In Revelation 21 verse 4, he says, and God shall wipe away all tears. That's the season I'm looking towards. That's the season I'm waiting for. I might still have a few springtime and harvest to go through. I might still have a winter or two to go through. But you know what? I'm going to use that to be planting. I'm going to use that to get my seeds in the ground so that in the springtime I can see a harvest. It goes on to say in verse 20, The sun shall no more go down, neither shall the moon withdraw itself, for the Lord shall be thy everlasting light. And the days of thy mourning, that's your sorrow, shall be... That season of depression, that season of fear, that season of sickness shall be forever banished. Verse 21, thy people also shall be righteous. They shall inherit the land forever. The branch of my planting, the work of my hands, that I may be glorified. There's coming a new season. And that's going to be an eternal season. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. That's going to be an eternal season. If you could stand with me, I told you I wasn't going to be long. Now in Genesis, it says that springtime and harvest, while the earth remaineth, there will be, what does it say? Seed time time and harvest. What God is saying is, as long as the earth is the way it is, yes, you're going to go through your seasons. But there's coming a day when he says the old things passed away. I'm going to make new things. And when he says he's going to make a new heaven and a new earth, that season is going to be one of joy. No more depression. No more fear. No more distress. No more pain. Hallelujah. Remember this this week. It's a new season. Whatever you're going through, it's going to pass. Amen. Because the Bible says in in Genesis, it says the evening and the morning were another day. But when you get to the end of the sixth day, it doesn't close the seventh day. You know why? Because it's God's day of rest. There's no evening and morning that closes the seventh day. It just closes on the sixth day. When we enter that seventh day, we will be in that season of eternal rest. Hallelujah. Eternal peace. No more of distress. No more going onto the juniper tree. No more asking God to, to take us out. Because he's taking us in. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. This July we want it to be a season of worship. In Sunday school we talked about how powerful a weapon that is. And how Paul and Silas at midnight. After they had been beaten and whipped. And put in stocks. And their back was raw. At midnight, what did they do? Started to sing and worship. Think you got problems? Are you facing execution tomorrow morning? Don't answer. Maybe some of you are. But that's what they were facing. They were going to be executed. What did they do at midnight? The Bible said that they started to sing praises. And you know what happened? Their praises did not just fix them. fixed everybody in the prison when you go to work tomorrow you start fixing some people by being joyful by declaring a new season by taking charge of your season by being that that salt and in the earth that God speaks about we're going to close this service amen but I want us to go away not depressed Yes, we got problems. Yes, we have things to carry. But I want us to do like David. Even though his child died, what did he do? Bible said he got up, washed himself, anointed himself. He went to the temple. And he worshipped. You may be facing some critical situation. Some life and death situation. Maybe it's sickness. Maybe it's financial. Maybe it's relationships. But do like David. Put that out of your mind. Go to the temple. This is the temple by the way. Not this building. You can go to the temple anytime. Because temp- you are the temple of the living God. So you go to your temple. And worship. Change the season. Declare Satan's reign over take back some territory I am closing but I just want to encourage you we're not closing this service no sad way today I want us to close with victory with some declarations we're going to declare some victory my favorite one I'm blessed and highly favored that was the practice. That was the practice. Now you're gonna say it like you mean it. And highly favored. Do you believe it? One more time, just to make sure you believe it. I'm blessed and highly favored. All right. I think you might start to believe it. I think you're starting to believe it. Tomorrow morning, when you get up, I want you all to say it out to the atmosphere. Make a declaration because it's a new season maybe they saying it's summer but it's a new season of blessing and God's favor if you're a child of God he loves you so you need to declare it and tell the world I'm his favorite I am his beloved he loves me he loves me he died for me he forgave my sins He has poured his grace upon me. I don't know about you, but I am blessed and highly favored. Hallelujah. See, that's what we're going to declare this week, this month. We're going to tell the devil we're not having no season of distress, of no fear, of no doubt. But we're declaring the works of the Lord last thing before I go and I said this in Sunday school that's why I got to come to Sunday school else you get me repeating it again One <laughs> the day they got the Holy Ghost you go read it in Acts 2 do you know what they were saying? that's right how we hear these ignorant fishermen speaking in our language and what were they saying? the wonderful works they were praising God that's what the Holy Ghost will do for you It will help you declare the wonderful works of God. And the most wonderful work of God is that he saved you from sin and the devil's clutches. So declare it. I am blessed and highly favored. Hallelujah. We're going to pray. We're going to pray. But it's not going to be no sad prayer. We're going to pray a prayer of thanksgiving. Before Jesus raised Lazarus, he said, I thank you that you've already heard me. Now, I don't know which Lazarus in your life is dead, whether it's finances or relationship, but we're going to pray the same way. We're going to say, I'm glad that you've already heard me. Do you believe that? See, if you believe that, when you leave here today, God is going to raise your Lazarus. hallelujah hallelujah i want you if you're able to just lay your hand lightly on the person next to you we're not going to have a direct altar call you're just going to pray for the person next to you just lay your hand on their shoulder amen and we're going to pray a prayer of thanksgiving of belief that god has already done the work father we thank you right now hallelujah that you have already heard us lord that you are changing our season that this is a new season and a new day hallelujah we claim your blessing and deliverance your healing hallelujah over depression and doubt and fear we come against it Hallelujah! In the name of Jesus, we declare praises in this place. We declare worship in our temple. We declare Your glory over us. Hallelujah! We declare Your blessing over us. We declare Your favor over us. Hallelujah! We declare Your healing over us. We declare Your deliverance over us. Hallelujah! Now we're going to shout. Now we're going to shout. Amen. I'm going. I know what they're going to sing. Hallelujah! But we're going to sing. And that's how we're gonna close this service today we're not gonna have no sad service but we're gonna go out of here with victory hallelujah lifting up that it's a new season amen amen they're gonna sing it's a new season amen and I want you to just march around and I want you to hold up your hand and sing it like you believe we're gonna do like they did on Jericho They marched around and declared it's a new season.